0: Talk back 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309.
1: This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO missoula's news and weather
2: station hey welcome everybody it is the thursday edition on the downhill side of the week now thursday edition of Talk Back. and Talk Back is brought to you this morning by brooklyn bagel and bakery where you'll find authentic new york bagels and pastries all the way from little italy uh, out north reserve at brooklyn bagel and bakery also brought to you by phillips janitorial if you have uh, residential or commercial cleaning that needs to be done uh, done fast and done well no job is too big or small call phillips janitorial for your appointment at two six zero six six one seven. the views and opinions
0: expressed on talkback are not those of the staff management or advertisers
2: well we are back on talkback glad to have you along nick good to have you back how you doing doing good Doing all right feeling yeah. better feeling better oh yeah
3: okay good all right we missed you yesterday had a full house well, that was part of the reason why I didn't come in. There was <laughs> really no reason for me to be here uh, yesterday morning with how many people we were going to have. So, but it, I listened to a little bit of the show; it sounded good. So it was. We made through it. Made an, it through. An international flavor yesterday—that's for yeah. sure. And I, I don't have to wear my ballet shoes
2: today. So. Oh, good! Nice. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah. I, I wanted to fit in <laughs> anyway. Well, we, we have we have State Senator Teresa Manzella joining us on the phone right now. Uh, Teresa, good morning, and welcome. It's good to have you back.
4: Good morning, Peter. Glad to be with you. Thank you, b- you for having me.
2: It's our pleasure, and uh, thank you for reaching out to us, especially since uh, um, uh, uh, this is an effort to get Montana into uh, into what's going on with the House for the State House Freedom Caucus. What's going on with this now?
4: Yes. Uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale <clears throat> reached out to me in September and asked if I would be interested in uh Spearheading an effort to create a Montana Freedom Caucus, which basically parallels the efforts that they have going on at the, at the uh, congressional level with their House Freedom Caucus there. And, and there's 10 other states that have already got their uh, state legislators on board with uh, establishing a, a Freedom Caucus in their states. And, and Idaho and Wyoming and Montana all launched our efforts here just uh, last week and so uh, we're anxious to get this up and rolling and we're pretty pretty excited about uh, i'm very excited about the members that we have in the state freedom caucus Uh, the quality of the members is outstanding Uh, we're well distributed all across the state and we have um, some fantastic people representing all the different issues uh, and we have policy people as well as some great appropriation people so i think we've got a uh, a really good representation of uh, state government on the State Freedom Caucus in Montana. So we're really looking forward to all the things that we can accomplish.
2: No, I was going to ask you: are, are are all these folks part of the Montana Legislature, or are they from different walks of life throughout the state?
4: No, they are all legislators, and that's one of the requirements: is that they they be legislators.
2: Okay, and so how, how were you able to, to get this together? I mean, did you, you have make a lot of phone calls, but once once the word was out, did you get a lot of phone calls from people? How, how did this all work, the recruitment?
4: Right. Uh, no, I was able to uh, kind of pinpoint, went through the voting records, went through my list of associates, uh, compared their voting records uh, uh, and reconciled that with their character, these people are they have to be people of courage and and principle and and very strong character uh because we will be taking stands on some of the most difficult issues and we can't have people that are wishy-washy or or liable to uh leave us on an issue and then from there uh i made my list of recommendations which was extensive, and i submitted that to the congressional house freedom caucus and they put us all through a vetting process, including background checks on our personal lives. And they came back to me with, uh, a list of those that they felt were, were solid and qualified and then, uh, some who might not be. And then I had assembled a steering committee and, uh, because of course you're aware that I spent three terms in the House, but now I'm in the Senate. So I had to bring in some House members to help, uh, you that the people that are in the house and together with their help um we kind of zeroed in on the on the people uh that we have and some members uh one of the requirements excuse me was that we had to they had to go to washington dc for the two days of extensive training to be a founding member um and there are members that um uh, weren't able to Uh, do that and so some some members are choosing not to make their names public and and some members are um and that's their choice uh it does you know in in some circles it's going to be a a good thing to be a member of the house freedom caucus and in other circles it won't be, so it's totally their choice as to whether or not they want to make their membership public.
2: Now, Teresa, okay. uh, since we have you on the phone here, uh, you, you had mentioned some of those are willing to have their names released. So can you do that now, or would you prefer not?
4: Uh, I can. I can. Let me. I'm just going to uh, share with you from the top of my head, and let's see. We have uh, Representative Jerry Schillinger is the vice chair. Uh, Representative um, Caleb Hinkle is the Secretary. Barry Usher is the Treasurer. Then we have Representative uh, Mark Nolan, um, Representative Stephen Galloway, Stephen Gunderson, um, Zedadiah Hinkle. Oh, I'm losing track already. Uh, Dan Bartel is a phenomenal appropriations guy. Uh, Carl Glim, another a uh, very savvy appropriations guy. Um, who have I missed here? Let's see. Uh, uh, Bob Keenan. Um, gosh, I should have had a list I should have had this oh, been going for
2: you. That's 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 okay. Now, now the other question I wanted to ask you is: obviously, these are all legislators, and they're right in the middle of a legislative session. So, uh, are, are the duties and responsibilities of this state freedom caucus going to interfere at all with their legislative work? No, we
4: think it'll be a compliment. Uh, we're we're just uh, at the beginning of our. Legislative session, and we are establishing our list of priorities. And of course, uh, these are the priorities that we think will be most important to our citizens. And we hope to have an influence on those issues uh, by acting as a voting block.
2: Sure, we're, we're, up, we're up against our first break, Teresa. When we come back, if you wouldn't mind sharing what those priorities are. Uh, because I, I know you our bet. listeners our listeners would be very very interested in hearing that and p- perhaps commenting phone lines are open by the way at 7211290 if you'd like to visit with state senator teresa manzella she's joining us on the phone right now about the montana freedom caucus that is is uh, going to be associated with the the house freedom caucus uh, at the US House of Representatives so if you have a question or a comment the lines are open at 7211290 we'll be right back Okay, we are back on TalkBack. Back. 1290 is our number and uh, Teresa Manzella, a state senator, uh, joining us on the phone right now talking about the Montana Freedom Caucus. All right, so let, let's get into exactly what uh, the, the meat of the matter here. What are some of the policies uh, that you folks have put together already?
4: You bet, Peter. But before I go there, let me share the three names that I missed, if I might, because if I don't share their names, they'll never forgive me. And <laughs> they're certainly well-deserving of having their names shared. Go right ahead. Uh, we have two and three seats. So Bob Balin, Bob Brown, and Steve Heinbaugh are the three legislators that I missed mentioning their names. So I apologize to them for that. And they these are just uh, just an exceptional group of legislators that are very strong in character and principle. And, um, so I wanted to get that out there. Um, let's see. Okay. So policies, we have a long list of priorities and we set a very high threshold for determining what our freedom caucus priorities would be. And so 80% of us of the caucus has to agree to take up a subject before, we make it a priority. And when, after we've taken it up, well, then we will build policy and we will message on that subject. So the uh, the number one priority uh, amongst the Freedom Caucus is uh, judicial reform. As you are well aware, we have some activist judges in the state that uh, are legislating from the bench and uh, we make good conservative policy and and uh they are calling it unconstitutional we feel wrongly in many cases and so we w- want to address that issue uh, the second issue is equally important and that's the budget surplus that we have in our great state and we feel strongly that that money belongs to the people and it needs to be returned to the people and so we are actively working to make that happen. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of different organizations and that want a piece of that $2-plus plus billion surplus. So um, we're trying to safeguard that for the people and position ourselves so that we uh, can do that. And it's not an easy task, quite frankly. Uh, we also feel strongly that Uh, CPS, uh, Child Protective Services, and parental rights and uh, school choice are top priorities for our families in Montana. And so we're working at uh, policy to uh, strengthen parental rights, uh, make CPS uh, more transparent and and, uh, more effective, um, and then provide uh, school choice. For families because as you're probably well aware our public school system is uh, very challenged not only in our state but across the across the nation so we want parents to have more choices there uh, election integrity is in our is at the top of our list as well we want our elections to be fair and free and transparent for our citizens and uh, after the 2020 election Uh, we are hearing that people no longer trust our election process, so we are looking at, uh, Title 13, which is our election code, um, and, and thoroughly going through it line by line to try to address where we can actually strengthen our election laws and make them more transparent and create a chain of custody on every aspect of the election process from the voter registration, to the voter rolls, to the actual election process, and on to the post-election audit process. Um, and then the, the fifth one <clears> that we're hearing so much from our people is a concern over foreign ownership of Montana land, uh, countries coming in and buying Montana and uh, large corporations coming in and and buying up our ag land and taking it out of production and so we're working to try to uh, create policies that will address that but that are also constitutional and and that's not an easy thing either.
2: Now, um, I, I wanted to jump so in here real, real quick, and, and, not to be a negative Nelly or anything, but it seems like it, in my, in our conversations we've had on this program, uh, with the various, uh, uh, legislators, uh, some of you who we haven't mentioned, but someone, some of the ones here in Missoula, those, those, uh, areas are already being addressed. So, um, uh, is, is, are you going to add some extra oomph to that or, uh, bring more people to the party? How's that working?
4: Well, they are being addressed. Everybody has a different idea as to what they want to see happen. And um, as an example, on the issue of election integrity, there's 16 pages of uh, bill titles that have been submitted uh, on the issue of election integrity. Uh, But some of them might be fantastic and some of them might not. So uh, we have uh, members that are focused on that. I'm one of those. And um, I'm actually serving on the special select committee that's been uh, formed and appointed for the process of evaluating our election integrity laws. We're going to bring in experts from out of the state, if necessary, uh, to share with us uh, ways that we can uh, safeguard safeguard our election system. So, uh, you know, it's just a matter of trying to um phone and purify and and make the make the right choices
2: all right i'll tell t- t- you what i'll tell you what we 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 only have a half an hour together so let's let's uh we have some callers let's get susan on the line first susan you're on with teresa manzella go ahead well
5: i actually just have one question uh teresa um and i've just had vocal cord surgery so my voice my voice is very bad right now. Um, are you planning to use your group as a wedge against?
3: Well, we we lost Teresa, but uh, Teresa's back now. Uh, Teresa, are you are you back?
4: I'm back. I- I heard
2: you say we only have a half an hour together, and then I was gone. Oh no, no! I'm sorry, sorry. We 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 pushed one of the wrong buttons here. We apologize for that. But let's get but, Jeff's question, and then yeah, she's let, let, call let's it. get Jeff on. Jeff, good morning. You're on with Teresa Manzella. Go ahead.
0: Hey, good morning. Uh, I just have one real simple question: Will the Montana Freedom Caucus support the Convention of States? Okay.
2: Very good question.
4: That is not an issue that we have taken up again. Uh, 80% of the caucus has to agree, and that's not an issue that we agree on.
2: Okay. And okay uh, go ahead,
0: Jeff. Personally, personally, um, do you still uh, not support it, or have you changed your mind on it?
4: I oppose the Convention of States based on my long history and <clears throat> uh, deep dive and investigation of the situation. There's no way okay, to,
2: Go ahead. Go ahead, Teresa. Uh,
4: there's, I attended the Mott Convention of States in 2016, and um, the amendments that we came away from that meeting with were definitely uh, progressive in nature and, and turned our Constitution into a progressive document. So I am. I know that that's and that's I'm despite the efforts effort, or the. Today.
2: I'm, I'm sorry, Teresa. Okay. Jeff, go ahead and make your point. Then we we'll, then we have to take a break. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say that uh, every constitutional scholar that I know of, Mark Levin, Rob Niedelson, uh to a person, uh, says there's no danger of a runaway convention, and that the uh, the risk stated about that is way overblown and non-existent. So. Um, I'm sorry to hear
4: that. I guess I'd love to have that conversation with you offline. I'm here to speak about the Freedom okay. Caucus,
6: and,
4: you bet. and this is not an issue that the Freedom Caucus is going to take up. You got but it. But I would—I have lots of evidence to share with you, and I would love to have a conversation with you uh, privately or publicly okay. on the subject.
2: All right, Teresa, we're up against another break. We're going to come right back. Uh, can you can you spend any more time after nine o'clock, or are you busy?
4: Actually. Aunt peter i have to okay. i have to get to the community you, and that's my favorite community so you, i don't want
2: to be late you got
3: it all right stand by we'll, we'll be right back
4: thank
3: you lorraine knew she wanted to adopt a teenager from foster care
1: i love teenagers i think it adds an element of fun because you can really do activities as a family that everybody loves
3: the dave thomas foundation for adoption believes you're never too old for family More than 20,000 children in the U.S. are at risk of aging out of foster care without a family. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph
7: Seitz.
4: Jerry Reed. Kate Weber.
7: These are real veterans facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone.
4: I was still in a war zone in my mind.
2: But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov. We are back on Talk Back. Uh, State Senator Teresa Manzella joining us on the phone right now. Let's get Susan back because we unfortunately, un, uh, uh, we, we cut her off accidentally. Susan, continue with your point, please.
5: Okay, well, I just have a question, and my voice is a little better anyway. Um Teresa, do you see yourself as a check and balance and a wedge against the rest of the legislature and the governor when you your group does not agree with the rest of the Republican supermajority? And I'm going to get off the phone and let you answer.
2: Thanks for the call. Go ahead, Teresa.
4: Yes, thank you for the question, Susan. We uh, don't... See ourselves necessarily as a wedge, but we will be messaging, uh, as to why we are taking the policy positions that we are, and it will be based on, uh, its original intent, uh, we support, uh, open, transparent, accountable, and limited government, uh, and the constitution and the rule of law and policies that promote liberty safety and prosperity through personal responsibility and, and streamline regulations. And a lot of these things we agree with on the governor, with the governor and with the rest of the Republican pockets, but there are some issues that, uh, such as the budget surplus, again, um, $2 billion. Everybody has an idea as to what they want to do with that money. And we strongly believe that it belongs, to the people and should be returned to the people so that's one of those hills that we'll plant our flag on and we will uh, we will work and we will message uh to the best of our ability uh that that money belongs to the people okay let let to let, let to
2: the people. we only have two and a half minutes left so i want to get one more call in skip good morning you're on with teresa manzella go ahead Hi.
8: thank you peter and uh teresa thank you for at least uh, exposing the names of the people who are in your caucus, because on the KPAX news last night uh, and other channels, uh, right up till ten o'clock, they said they didn't want to be uh, uh, told to anybody who they are. And then also, I wanted to ask you, if you can quickly tell us what your affiliation is with the John Birch Society as one of their original friends that were on the uh, uh, on on the the chapter that they have right here in the Bitterroot Valley and your close affiliation with them. uh, And, and what do you think that they they
2: should be doing in the future? Okay. Thanks for the call. And we have about a minute and a half. Teresa, it's all yours. Uh,
4: Mr. Chisholm. I am a member of the John Birch Society. I'm also a member of uh, the Phyllis Shapley Eagle Forum. I'm also a member of Hillsdale college and uh the hillsdale uh, constitutional group i'm a member of wall builders you will find that my alliances uh, all align with the constitutionalists and that is reflected in my voting record has been since i uh, became involved with politics and i actually credit uh, the john Burke society for a lot of my early education that helped me be an a-rated legislator uh, from the very beginning of my legislative experience and that's and and it helps me to honor my oath of office which is to uphold the constitution of the united states and the state of montana so that's my focus that's my oath and and uh, i align with those who uh share that view
2: okay now real quick in, in the next 30 seconds how how can we find out more about this is there a website or what what can we do to find out more
4: more about the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. Well, um, we're having our kickoff on the nineteenth. We will have uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale here uh, to share our kickoff with us on next Thursday, the nineteenth, at six o'clock at the Capitol in the uh, Old. Sup- Court Chamber, which is room 303, would love to have anybody who's uh, interested in joining us. That's perfect.
2: I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. We're we're completely out of time. We're we're, we're on a timer here. Teresa, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. You bet.
4: Thank you. We'll be be
2: back. Did you know Fisher Family Construction... This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309.
1: This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO. Missoula's News and Weather Station.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hour number two talk back is underway. It's open phones for the next hour. So jump right in there at 721 if there's anything you want to talk about. Uh, brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery uh, for all of your New York favorites like your New York cheesecake, lox, cannolis, delicious bagels, sandwiches. Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery located on North Reserve. And by Phillips Janitorial, where they offer residential and commercial cleaning. No job is too big or small for Philips janitorials if you got something that you need cleaned You call 260-6617. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Hey, we're back. It's open phones. Whatever might be on your mind this morning, uh, 721-1290, the lines are clear, so it's open for you. Uh, we just got done talking with Teresa Manzelis, talking about the freedom, the state of Montana Freedom Caucus, and she even named some names, which was interesting because I believe this is the first place that you've had a chance to hear some of those names, so mm-hmm. that's good to know all right so well, what's on your mind this morning, ladies and gentlemen? uh we would love to hear from you uh we We had a couple of interesting days over the last couple of days with our friends from Ballet Beyond Borders, so uh I hope you were enchanted by that
3: uh yeah, we didn't get a lot of calls no, those we did those two days, yeah. so i'm uh I'm hoping we get some calls here for open phones. Yes, uh, um, me too. Me too. For people that have been itching to talk about some things. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out what's been going on in the world lately. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know, um, I know there was a weird situation yesterday morning where, uh, they had to ground every plane yes. in the country, right? What was going on with we, that?
2: Well, we, we were scrambling. We were scrambling here, uh, because we heard what happened. I got a hold of Brian Ellistad and put him on the air live. Um, it, it, it was something, it was kind of a technical issue really with internal communications between the FAA and the various aircraft, uh, and that sort of thing. Mm. And so, um, they stopped boarding planes for about oh, 15 or 20 minutes here in Missoula. And then I got a text back from Brian, uh, went here, let me see if I can find my, my, my text trail here. Let's see. Anyway, um. We, we had an interesting uh, text trail with that. Because it only
3: uh, lasted about, what, 20, 25 yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, or yeah. so, wasn't uh,
2: He said originally, uh, the when, when they introduced it, and then they, then, then they lifted it almost immediately, and uh, he said the FAA has lifted the band. The band was lifted only in Atlanta and Newark. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure what Atlanta and Newark had going for them, but... Uh, uh, and then uh, they, according to Brian Ellestad, uh their update was supposed to be seven thirty yesterday morning, and their first flight left the gate right at that time, and all the others were boarding so here in missoula, pretty copacetic we're we 're pretty cool oh, okay. but the rest of the rest of the country were still uh, having some slapback problems uh with with that with that particular malfunction so anyway uh whatever might be on your mind this morning we would love to talk about it with you that's the essence of open phones now nick and i can you know probably do a nice duet i can get my ukulele out
3: <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna talk sports if people don't yeah start calling them. Ooh, i know I, how they they don't like that i so,
2: like but, it i like it so so who do we have we have mark we have mark yeah mark good morning you're on talk Back. thank you for holding sir what's up
0: Good morning, gentlemen. See, so, I was listening to your news report, and uh, Jeremiah Peterson is being the new sheriff in town. Yes, sir. And I've known J- Jeremiah for quite a while. He's going to be a good man on the job. The, um, I- I'm embarrassed, though. I didn't even know there was an election for sheriff. Yes. and I'm wondering what happened to the three people that left, and why did they leave, and when did all this take place?
2: Well, well, I, I will tell you that uh, Sheriff McDermott, uh, I believe he served two terms. Uh, and so, I'm not sure if he was not allowed to run for re-election. I don't think he wanted to run for re-election. So, uh, uh, he and his staff, um, y- usually when there when there's an administration change, and you would know more about this, Nick, than I would. But when there's an, an administration change in the sheriff's department, then the sheriff, uh, is changed, and
3: then the, the, uh, the, the, whatever the... They, they have, they have yeah. the choice if they want to... You know, bring in new staff or replace certain people. But, yeah. yeah I don't. I don't know if uh, Sheriff Peterson has made any sort of changes. Well, like that, G- that G-
2: of G- really. Jerry Jerry Meter is his under sheriff. Right. All right. right. And uh, so there's a whole new staff there, and they're learning the ropes as well. But um, I, I will tell you that uh, Sheriff McDermott. I've had a chance to visit with him. Um, he had an interesting eight years as as uh, as sheriff. And so he uh, has left and b- back in private life now, as far as I know, for the time being. C- certainly wish him well. And uh, so anyway, but that, but that, that's all we know about. Well, let, let me just, let me just say that Jeremiah ran unopposed, and and that's why there wasn't a big splash about you know with ads and that sort of thing, because uh, when you run unopposed uh, for the sheriff, then you're automatically the sheriff. Yeah.
9: Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the update. I appreciate your time.
2: All right. You take care, Mark, and thanks for the call. All right. Uh, so whatever might be on your mind this morning, 721-1290, 1, just, uh, just that simple.
3: Mm-hmm. We have Dave on the
2: All end. right, Dave, good morning. Thanks for holding to, sir. You're on TalkBack. Go for it.
9: Yeah, good morning. I guess I, no one else was starting it, so I will.
2: <laughs> Go for it, Dave.
9: About the Documents. And Biden, specifically, of course, first of all, they're both Biden and Trump are innocent until proven guilty, uh, and there's going to they're under investigations as we speak. But uh, you know, illegal documents in your possession is, is a really bad thing, and and um, if if Biden has found that he he knew the document anything that he had in possession, then I, I think he should be looking at some some prison time after after he's president but uh you know we're a long ways from that you have to prove it that he didn't know about it
2: now may, may i ask and, may i ask a silly question right. uh, and please forgive me i i'm totally naive about this all right uh and ordinarily i'm trying to stay on top of things why is this so important uh, i i mean uh, they, they had to rummage through his garage and a spare room to find some of these documents, and they had to dig and dig and dig and dig until they found them. Why are these things so important? I I I, I guess, you know, if, if there were Russian spies and, and, and Chinese spies in there trying to, you know, with their masks on, trying to find these documents for some reason I could understand. But if it's just like a witch hunt or let's see let's see what we can find on these guys and so we can make some headlines. I forgive me. I, I'm being naive here.
9: Well, you know, it's the rules are the rules. Uh, other people who take documents home get in trouble. So, uh, I mean, it's happened before. There are people in prison for taking documents home. So um, it's a matter of uh, you have to rules for both for everyone and okay. not just for and uh, and uh, f- furthermore about the leaks. I mean, it's been said that the leaks caused, you know, Trump's problems. And it was true. Leaks do. Uh, and the leak to Biden you know, uh, about the press. When they get a leak like this, they run with it and and uh, expose it. You know that. And to say that the liberal press was easy, it was in my view. You know, I heard that uh, CBS was the one that broke the news. They got the they got the leak and they exposed it to the press. And that's what they should do. Whether it's you know, I. I Really upset that they claim that you know that one network is liberal and another is conservative. When they get a hot story, they run with it, and it doesn't matter who they who the subject is.
2: Well, for for, for the for the most part, it is it is easy to pigeonhole, like Fox News being conservative, and then say CNN or CBS or ABC or NBC being being liberal. Uh, but as you say, there are anomalies there. There are times when people step out. Of their uh, their if you will, their comfort zone, reporting comfort zone, and do something that uh, is a little different, so maybe that 's a good thing
9: well, it should be I, the, what people uh, how I say focus on you can see that by channel changing you know right now, fox it 's all the border you hear you know it 's eighty percent of their news is about the border because that 's a hot button issue for conservatives, so I mean that 's where they 're going to focus on. And uh, the, the other stations will focus on, on other things, on Trump or whatever. But it, it, it do, the focus is generally aimed at the people who watch the show and want to please the people who watch it. I understand. So that, it,
2: yeah, it, so it, that it, it would really be nice if the focus could just be on facts and truth and let the, and let the listeners fall where they may.
9: Yes, that's exactly
2: <laughs> what my wife says almost all the time. <laughs> hey, we're we're way past a break, uh, Dave. Thanks for the call. Sure, appreciate it. We have Jeff and Susan. Uh, we're going to come right back with uh, more of talk back. It's open phones, by the way. Whatever might be on your mind, we'll be right back after this.
3: For over 100 years, Missoula's off. I'm Chris Jackmick, I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. So in 2017, I was serving as an Air Force First Sergeant. Our motto in that role is "My job is people; everyone is my business." But unfortunately, in that year, I would lose my own brother, Lance Corporal Adam Jackamek, to suicide. The majority of veteran suicides are from guns. I store my weapons securely, not only for myself, but for my family. Store all your guns securely.
10: Help stop suicide. My service never stops.
5: Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council.
2: Okay, we are back on Talkback. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's open phones. And it's been a while since we've had open phones. So maybe you're a little bit out of practice. If there's something you want to talk about. So you pick up the phone and you you call (laughs) 406-721-1290. And then it rings. And then Nick picks it up and said, hi, would you like to make a comment? And you would say, yes, I would. He'd say, I'll put you on hold and put you right on. See, that's how it works.
3: So just in case case you forgot,
2: forgot, (laughs) people
3: are so mad at us for leaving for a week and a half. I know. I know. They're they're boycotting us. (laughs) I know.
2: And I don't have my ballet shoes on. today. I know. But uh, Susan is back. Susan, go ahead. What's on your mind now?
5: Well, the fact is, Mr. Biden was the vice president of the United States when those secret documents that had not been declassified. A vice president does not have the ability to declassify anything. And Trump was excoriated and made into, uh, was was showcased with armed guards and police, and it was an absolute circus. It was me- it was
2: definitely. It was definitely a media event, yeah.
5: Well... Biden is being treated like the doddering old fool that he is. And everybody is treating him with kid gloves. And no one is going through Jill Biden's underwear door door, like they did Melania's.
3: They could have. I I
5: mean, (laughs) No, they haven't. I
2: I wouldn't want to, Um, though. I, 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 yeah.
5: (laughs) I'm just throwing you right. No, this isn't funny, right. because okay. the problem is that Trump Trump was treated like a criminal without a trial, and he did nothing wrong, and it's being proven that he did nothing wrong. He was the president of the United States, who had the legal right to declassify, and he had been from the get-go, very open and upfront and cooperative with the National Archives. And the archivist, and I've dealt with the National Archives many times when I've done research on books. The National Archives has been very, um, they have received nothing but cooperation from Trump's organization. And Trump did everything he was asked to do biden knew darn well and it was his lawyer that put those um those documents in his house and in his his former offices he he may personally not have known because i don't think he knows anything but the people around him knew and the only reason that they released them was they knew that the the current House of Representatives under the or under the Republicans are going to be investigating. But Biden should be treated with armed guards and all of the police invading his house in the middle of the night like Trump was treated.
2: All right, Susan, thanks
5: and remember Trump was the president at that time Biden was not and Biden had no right to those secret documents and it's all going back to Ukraine
2: Okay and and there are all sorts of investigations that are popping up about Ukraine as we as the, as the house begins it's uh,
5: Yeah and yeah. and and Mr. Biden and Hunter Biden made a lot of money not only with China, but with Ukraine.
2: All right, Susan, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We're going to come right back. Jonathan, if you don't mind hanging on just a second, we're up against a break. We have several other lines open. It's open phones, whatever you'd like to talk about this morning. Uh, That's what we'd like to talk about. That's what it's all about. So stay with us. We'll be right back. No matter how large
3: or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban,
2: And we are back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number. Oh, we got a couple of folks waiting on the line. Let's jump right in here and say good morning to Jonathan. Thank you for holding, sir. What's on your mind?
10: Well, thanks for letting me. I'm really glad to talk with you, Peter. Because hey, welcome back, I, man. I've talked to
2: you for a long time. Go ahead. What's up?
10: I know. Well, first of all, before I say about Biden, you know, I remember when I was totally on the left and I, I grew up and uh, something happened. I just grew up and um, I had time to rest. And now I'm becoming more honest with myself. And today, I want you to know, I'm, I'm probably pretty much a Republican today. I There's no doubt about it for me. Not just because it's Republican, because I'm seeing some honesty. And then I'm seeing dishonesty. And it, I'm not a Trump fan, but at the same time, Biden getting away basically so far with what Trump got persecuted for. You know, and, and I'm seeing Biden, he's giving all this money to Ukraine. I'm writing the internet this morning Kids are having a hard time getting their school lunches here because the government stopped that. And they're having a hard time. The food bank's helping them out. And they have a few programs here in Missoula. I'm I'm seeing that Biden just, there's something wrong. He hit, His son, too. They're tight with Ukraine, but I don't see him being tight with the U.S. That's where Biden's at. I, I mean, I hope they do something with him because... I, I'm an honest guy, pretty much today. If I'm, I'm
2: real honest, today, well, so I'm honest I, I, I will tell you this, Jonathan: one of the major investigations that's being set up right now by what's called the Freedom Caucus is is the, is the, the, a hard, deep dive into the relationship between Hunter Biden and what uh, who was uh, presumed as the big guy, uh, who was, I guess, Joe Biden. Uh, that's the that's the assertion. Um, and uh, they're they're going to jump into that and see what they can do. However, however, uh, when when the Senate is still uh, the, has majority of, of Democrats, uh, whatever conclusions they come up with in the House, I'm not sure how far they're going to go.
10: I appreciate that, Peter. And um, before I go, how old are
2: you now, Peter? I will be seventy in May. Oh,
10: you're a kid, yet. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> Thank it, it, you. It's
2: kind of fun. Like, yeah. Well, I learned
10: a lot from you, see. I mean, I learned a lot from KGBO. I used to persecute KGBO. I know. I mean, I remember when I I didn't believe anything those guys used to say, all oh, your callers. <laughs> I thought they was crazy, and today I'm really sorry I ever said that. You know, I'm, I had to wake up, but I, I woke up at an old age, but I'm still young because of my accent, so I'll never get old. And so that's where I got a chance.
2: But I thank you very much for letting me talk. Jonathan, it's always a pleasure. You don't be a stranger. Call us again. Okay. I'll see you later. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Uh, Emmett or, or is it Doug? Doug? Doug, good morning. You're on talk back. What's on your mind, sir?
0: Well, good morning. Uh, first of all, I, uh, I wanted to call in and thank Teresa Manzella for giving of her time. I know she's an absolutely busy lady and, uh, Always nice to hear our representatives making time to speak with their constituents. Um, a couple of things I, I noticed a common thread among a, a few people that called in during the time that Teresa was on, and and those people were the people were speaking about the um, the, the constitution, you know, the the COS. Um, and and then the other one is the John Birch Society, and it, it's interesting that people. Let's talk about the COS first. Um, the person cited a number of people.
2: And by the uh, way, in case folks Nielsen, don't know, the COS means Convention of States. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, mentioned a number of people: Nadelson and Levine and and um, as authorities, if you will. And the thing that they didn't point out is both of those people are paid, spokespeople. They're paid. So are they going, and they're paid by the COS project. So are they going to speak negatively and honestly about the convention states? I kind of doubt it. So that, that tells me, that exposes to me a large level of ignorance or um, a cult-style belief. Um, the other one is the pe- people that call in about, about the JBS, and, and Skip was the last caller that, that Teresa took. And there, these people that call in and speak disparagingly about, for instance, the John Birch Society, never have I heard anyone, particularly including including Nadelson, when he's on your program, speak to the specifics of what issue they have with the stance that the John Birch Society has. And the reason for that is this. I have researched the John Birch Society pretty deeply and they stand on the Constitution and the original intent of the Constitution. When I when I was in front of Rob Nadelson when he was here talking in favor of the Convention of States, I asked him about the Tenth Amendment. And Rob Nadelson was able to spend 15 minutes talking about one of the shortest amendments in our constitution, explaining through legalese why it doesn't mean what it says. And that is a huge problem with our judicial system today. It is opinion. And I want to remind everyone that this is exactly the reason why why webster sat down and penned his first dictionary it was for one purpose and that is that the language of the constitution not be perverted to mean something it doesn't say that's critical the manipulation of language is the first step in deceiving people, and it's surprising to me that the level of deception that I see today, and I define deception as this, deception is believing a lie to the point where you're willing to convince other people it's true, and that is rampant in our society today. The last thing I want to speak on is is the the Joe Biden issue and the secret documents. A lot of people have made very valid points, and the last one that needs to be made is where these documents were found. These documents were found in the Biden Penn um, Association building. That entity received two payments of a hundred and $70,000 a year for two years, there is documentation that 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 $75,000 10% was forwarded to the, to Biden's private organization. That that organization at Penn is funded by the CCP. Those are facts that are going to come out, and it does not look good.
2: Doug, we're up against right. a break. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for the call. Thank
0: you very much. I appreciate I appreciate all your
2: time. You bet. Before we go to the break, I just will say, I just looked up the 10th Amendment. He's, very, he's right. It's very short. It says, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. So just so you know, that's the 10th Amendment. We'll be back. The hunt is on. On Thursday's Montana Morning new Sheriff Jeremiah Peterson talks about crime in Missoula. With growth,
11: unfortunately, there are certainly positives and negatives. And I think one of the negatives that we are seeing with the growth in the last couple of years is the rise in crime. And unfortunately, that crime has become serious crime. And I think that all ties back with the drug issue.
2: Montana Morning, weekdays 6 to 8.30 on News Talk 1290, KGVO-AM, 98.3 FM, and the KGVO app. Okay, we're back. Uh, Nick Christensen over there taking your phone calls this morning. We're back to open phones. Uh, Emmett is up next. Emmett, good morning. Thanks for holding. What's up?
12: Well, thanks for taking my call. Well, Jonathan, that was an excellent call. He stole my thunder about (laughs) Joe Biden. I'd wanted to talk about the hypocrisy, too. I'm sure you've been doing that. I just got up, but if since John stole my thunder, and I like your other collar too, that the, the, you had just on, um, yeah, Doug, Doug yeah. or it whatever, Doug. yeah, excellent. Yeah. But also, since we're, um, I'd like to kind of switch back to the whole uh, those uh, Kevin the, the Kevin McCarthy debacle. Right. Just do you remember? Just I was up that night, and just I thought just before he finally got the speakership. There was nearly a brawl on the House floor. It looked like something you would have seen in boys in the hood. It was horrible. I can't believe it. I think um, uh, McCarthy should have just bowed out and said, for the good of the party, for the good of the nation, I'm going to step aside and let someone else take it, someone who the Republicans actually like. But I was disgusted to see that fighting. It's like they were trying to beat someone up to make them vote for McCarthy. This is why I'm an independent. I'm neither Democrat nor Republican, because while I lean more toward the Republican Party, I really don't trust either party. It's politish, It's politics, and it's getting violent. It's just getting nasty. I, oh, and it's making me ill. But also, I do have a question about the Hunter Biden, not the Hunter Biden, but the Joe Biden thing with the boxes of um, classified documents and the Trump one too. Is it possible that it was an accident and that they didn't know that there were classified documents in those boxes? Well, I mean, I don't know. If you're moving from the White House to your own apartment or wherever, well, you have, things get
2: lost. You, you have to remember, Joe Biden was not the president. He was the vice president, right, right. okay? Now, I'm sure he has his own office and his own papers and that sort of thing. Uh, but you know, the, it, it's a little bit, it's, I think it's a big difference when it's the president and the vice president. So, uh, but as has been said many, many times, the vice president does not have the authority to, you know, uh, to do anything with those, with those documents, right? Uh, so, right. uh, so, so he, 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 he had a higher, uh, in my opinion, a higher violation of whatever, you know, criminal activity there was than, than Trump did. So because he had no authority to do anything with those papers. So anyway,
12: I agree. And just in closing, I was thinking about it, about the whole hypocrisy, how Biden has been treated, how about Trump has been treated horribly because of the politics. I was thinking if you had a Democrat and a Republican candidate or, you know, someone, a Democrat congressman and a Republican congressman, they went into the same convenience store. They shoplifted. Exactly, two chocolate candy bars, and they were both caught. I can guarantee you. Nowadays, the Republican candidate or the the senator would they would scream bloody murder. We've got to arrest this Republican. See, he stole. He's not a real Christian. The Democrat, because he's a Democrat. Well, he—it was just—they would say, "Well, it was just a mistake, you know." Things happen. He was giving it to the poor in charity. Let's get on with the business of Washington and not—it would move, be. Let's
2: move on. Yeah,
12: exactly. It'd be unbelievable. I was thinking about that. So, right. comparison—it's it's unbelievable. The politics, but that's on the hypocrisy. But those are my two cents for the day. I think. Yeah. All right.
2: Thanks for the call, Emmett. Appreciate it. Seven two one twelve ninety is the number, and I believe Dave is back. Dave, go ahead.
9: Yes. Now I'd like to talk about Trump's case. Okay. Uh, to, to quote Rod Nadelson, the President of the United States can can declassify information if it's done through a process. And that's the question in my mind. Did... did uh, Trump go through the process of declassifying the information, or did he just load it all up, take it to his home and then, when it was found out, he refused to let anyone come in and, and get the information he He forced them over a year to to, to have to have to go through the process of getting a, a search warrant and and going to his house and getting the information and rather than what Biden is doing and just said. Go for it. Search my house. And we don't know if they went into his bedroom and searched his bedroom closet. We have no idea yet. It's still early in the investigation. But Trump made a big deal about it and, and fought the system a long time.
2: Well, now, it, it, it has been said, I think you also said, that the president does have the authority to declassify. The vice president does not. So,
9: Right. But he has to go through the process. If he doesn't go through the process, he is he is no different than anyone else. The present president cannot wave his magic wand and suddenly clean out the the uh, drawers full of secrets and take them home with him. He has to go through the process, uh, and the process takes time. Uh, otherwise. Any president could do it. There is, there is laws related to the president of the United States that he can't just, can't just take it all and head for Russia. I
2: mean, <laughs> <laughs> head for Russia. That's hilarious. Dave, we're You're up right. against, we're up against the break, man. We're up against a break. Sure. All right. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for the call. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number. Well, it's open phones. So whatever might be on your mind this morning. We would love to hear from you. And so we're coming right back after this. Authentic New York bagels and pastry. All right, it's uh, 941, uh, but uh, 18 minutes left in our time together. Before we get to uh, Candy, Tom, and Susan, just real quick. Uh, yesterday, I had the privilege of attending the very first press conference that our new sheriff, Jeremiah Peterson, held. It was specifically moved to the Sophie Moise room because there's more room, there's more chairs. Uh, and I, I I just, to make a long story very, very short, yours truly... Mm-hmm. And one lone TV uh, lady, whose uh, name was Maddie, were the only media representatives that showed up. I should say Tom Bauer, who's the uh, photographer for the Missoulian, he was also there. But <sighs> to me, that is disrespectful of the media. There was plenty of notice. I mean, the 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 the, uh, the public information officer sent out several uh, emails, a couple of uh, corrections, things like that about where it's going to be. But to me, it's disrespectful to have the brand new sheriff stand up there, prepare remarks, wait, uh, you know, and take time out of a very busy day, right, mm-hmm. to talk with the media, and because he wanted to talk to the media, and most most of the questions that he answered. Or for me? <laughs> well, yeah. When there's only two of you there, I mean,
3: yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna do, right?
2: So, so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm just a little bit disappointed with the rest of our, uh, our, our, especially our television and, and 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 print media, and you know, where where, where was National Public Radio? Uh, where 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 were all these other people who are, you know, whenever there's
3: an event like this or an opportunity like this, they're there with bells on.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I can't tell you. I mean, I don't know anymore. You know the number of staff that the TV stations right, have, right? But I can tell you, it's more than our little two-man news team that we have here. So yes. the fact that yes, there is. you know you're you're willing to take the time and carve out and go, you know, you know, attend that press conference, <laughs> and you're one of two. I mean, it just yeah, I I totally get where you're coming from because it's like. You know, this is going to be our sheriff. Well, what's the sheriff's term? Is it two or four years? Four years. Four years. Yeah. I mean, you know, brand new sheriff. Everyone talks about how they want crime decrease and all this, and they care about the community. And then, you know, the brand new sheriff's here. You can learn about his agenda, what he's going to focus on, and then, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, well, it's it's fine.
2: Anyway, uh, anyway. so I, I I was I was first of all I was embarrassed for uh, for the sheriff. Uh, I, I was I was also embarrassed for my my profession. I, I think I think we owed the sheriff more than that. I think we should have done a better job. But that's just me. All right. Let's 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 get right back to it. Candy, thank you for holding, and thank you for putting up with my little tirade there. What's on your mind? Go ahead.
1: That, that's okay. We may need more of those. But uh, what I was going to say, for Dave's information, there is a list of all the classified documents that Trump... Declassified Out there on the web And he can search it I have the list But I can't find it right now And uh, the last Thing document He declassified Was Ken Trails In geoengineering Wow! And so Dave, Dave if you go online You can find them And they were all Declassified so this argument is going nowhere with Trump because he already did it. He did it in December of 2020. And uh, the Biden thing, these people are liars. And God hates a liar. All
2: Thank right. You. All right, Candy, thanks for the call. Uh, so I believe Tom is up next. Hey, Tom, thanks for holding. You're on back. Good to hear from you, sir.
6: Yeah. Good morning. Happy New Year. Um, you know, I was kind of watching K Pax the other night, and uh, Jill was on there, and and uh, with the numbers of how much uh, uh, people in uh, Montana spent on marijuana last year, I think it was, $330 it was three hundred and thirty million dollars. Three, three, that
2: was three hundred and three million. Yes,
6: three million. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it was, it, it was just you know, it's probably nothing compared to the you know, the amount of this spent on beer, wine and booze, you know. So but it just kinda it just kinda surprised me that you know Montana's a big state uh geographically, but there's not that many people there. Three hundred million dollars seems like a lot of money. But uh then the next thing was uh about the uh the couple billion dollars they got extra that they're talking about refunding. Well uh the Democrats and one fellow called in the other day saying oh we should do this with it and do that with it. You know, if it was th- couple of billion dollars that we were spending that we didn't have, the Democrats wouldn't blink an eye, you know, they'd just say, Oh, spend it, you know, no problem. You know, well, let's go into debt, you know, to giving people's money back, they don't want to do it. So, uh, you know, it's been a long time since you guys had an open phones on talk back and, uh, you know, a couple of things I wanted to get off my chest. And, uh, um, that's just a couple of them. Uh, you know, this, this thing going on with Biden and Trump is, uh, you know, they obviously have a an out-of-control Federal Justice Department, and uh, they're not going to do anything to Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, Trump's got a special counsel. And so, anyway, all these things going on, it's just that, um, and then Teresa Manzella, you know, I'm in the Bitterroot, and, uh, you know, I don't want to work with the Democrats at all. Not Not one even, not one little compromise. I want to defeat them at every turn because everything they do, seems to be anti uh, anti, you know, the interests of the American people. So anyway, got a few things off my chest. Uh I'll continue to listen and uh you know my tried my ballet slippers on yesterday and, <laughs> and they just they, they 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 didn't they didn't fit. So uh I uh you know, I guess it's those bunions and corns I got it my age. It, so anyway. it, it could be <laughs>
2: you and me, pal. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, Jr. is up next. Jr. Thank you for holding, sir. You're on talkback. Please go ahead.
6: Hi. Thanks.
11: Uh, yeah, you were talking about the poor showing at the sheriff's uh, event there. Yes, sir. It reminds me of an event held about ten years ago when the IRS was targeting conservatives with that Lois Lerner, right? And they 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 organized a. Uh, a uh, get together in front of the IRS office in Missoula, and it was a terrible day. It was like 38 degrees, wind's blowing 30 miles an hour, and it's light rain, and all the news media had been invited more than once leading up to that. And even though the weather was so bad at one point, there was about 50 people there, but you were the only one that showed up. None of the other news media showed up at all.
2: I remember that day. You were the only one. Yep, I remember yeah. that day.
11: Yeah. It was a really nasty day, but a lot of people showed up, but they just all the rest of the media just ignored it because it was, you know, Obama was president and it was, it was protesting the IRS. And well, basically
2: I think I think that was um one of the original uh uh taxed enough already, the Tea Party deal, right? Uh and and there, there there were people there dressed with, you know, like Jefferson, you know, costumes and all that sort of thing. And uh I, I, I had a wonderful time talking with people, but I was looking for the T V cameras. I didn't see any.
11: Yeah. It, it was a protest against the IRS targeting conservatives mainly. Right, is what it was supposed to be done. I hear you. Yeah, but I do remember you being there. All
6: in right. fact, I
11: think you asked me a question for a minute. So anyway, thanks.
2: <laughs> My but, pleasure. Thank Thank you so much for the call. We're going to come right back. Uh, Susan's waiting, and Susan, will get you on here in just a second. Uh, this, all of our phone lines are open. If you have a question or a comment, this is open phones. And we are glad to be back with Open Phones. We'll be right back after this one-minute timeout. First, we decide where we want to go. Okay, we are back. This is TalkBack. Uh, 721-1290 is our number. Open phones for the next uh, few minutes. Uh, who's up next? Joe. Joe hasn't been on yet. Joe, good morning. You're on uh, with TalkBack. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, one thing about the the uh, classified documents with uh, Biden uh, that hasn't been mentioned that I heard anyway was uh, about the book that he wrote and that he might have used them in the book. And then uh, yeah, sure. the other thing is that uh, definitely the Chinese had contributed a lot of money to that office where those documents were held. And uh, anyway, I think of, there's three quotes, if you don't mind me getting extravagant here, but I think of Stalin who said, it doesn't matter who votes, it matters who counts the votes. And Lenin said that the best way to destroy a capitalist economy is to debase the currency. And thirdly, Hitler said something must be done to spread to stop the spread of misinformation in the world. Wow. And I I just I think of those three, you know, a lot.
2: Um, Anyway, that's my little two bits. Well, Joe, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, Let's move along. Uh, Marilyn hasn't been on yet. Marilyn, go ahead.
7: Good morning. So I've been listening a lot to Real America's News. It's an app you can download. It's awesome. They've got the War Room with Steve Bannon and Natalie Winters. And all throughout the day, there's real news. Real news. Not fake news. Not, uh... (sighs) anyways it's great news um so i would encourage people to listen to real america news real america's voice i'm sorry real america's voice and they're talking a lot about the university of penn state and the connection with joe biden and um the communist party so people check into that there's A lot of truth-tellers out there that we're not hearing about. And congratulations to the 20. They're heroes in my mind. And I wish the Senate, Steve Daines, I've called his office. I wish they would do something like that. Get rid of Mitch McConnell and stand for America not compromise with the CCP.
2: Okay, that's it. Thanks, Marilyn. By the way, I think it's the University of Pennsylvania, not Penn State, because uh, it was called Penn. Anyway,
3: let's, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we would encourage you to listen to uh, KGVO instead of that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Mr. Wingnut, Mr. Nutt, go ahead. What's up?
8: Well, good morning. This is in regards to the uh, John Birch Society in the 10th, the seemingly pearl of great price that they've uncovered the 10th amendment uh you know uh, fine go for it let's see you get something done with it so far the convention of states has i believe 20 states lined up uh, their legislatures to move forward with the convention of states and you know so you got you know we're either going to get something done or we're going to get nothing done and if you think that the 10th amendment is going to get it done then let's see you go for it. Let's see some action.
2: Now, isn't it 32 states that have to ratify before it... uh, Is is that the threshold? either
8: 32 or or 34. Yeah, something like that. But we're moving forward on it, getting something done. All right, man. You know, either help us out or... Do it yourself. So
2: thanks. <laughs> thanks for the call. All right, Sue. Sue, I believe we have time for Susan. Susan, you're back. We got uh, got about uh, uh,
5: three minute. three I minutes. Go ahead. Me. Go ahead. Okay. All I'm gonna say is, Candy is a patriot, and I agree with her. It is well publicized that Donald Trump was very open that he declassified everything that was at mar lago There was no justification for the politicized FBI that raided his private home. It was unprecedented. And anyone that thinks that what happened at mar lago was legal has another thing coming. And Mr. Biden should be treated the same way that mar lago was treated the house in delaware should be raided in the dark of night like mar lago was treated which i know isn't going to be ha- happening because there is a double standard and thank you because candy said it better than i can
2: all right susan thank you thanks for the call all right so we have uh, two minutes left and uh so Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh,
3: because we didn't talk sports earlier, I don't know if you saw the news, but the Grizz got a big transfer quarterback yesterday. Really? Especially, yeah. He uh, he was originally committed to play for Montana a couple years ago, but then he got swooped up by his hometown, Oregon State. So he played there for a little bit. Uh, and then last year he played for Boise State. Um, he didn't play a lot, uh, but now he's transferring as a sophomore to the U and wow. has three years of uh, eligibility. Wow. His name starts with a V and I can't remember it or <laughs> pronounce it. So I'm not even going to try, but, but yeah, people are, uh, people are really excited in Grizz Nation that we got a quarterback. Cause I don't know if we also mentioned that. Daniel Britt he transferred yes. to NAU, He's NAU and yeah. so we yeah. were kind of left without a quarterback potentially and uh so that this new kid might might be the starting quarterback this year.
2: Well, the other thing is is that uh as a Malik Flowers officially declared for the draft. Yep. And uh so he is a record setting, a record tying uh a punt returner, a kick returner and so we certainly wish him the best. He had a magnificent career for Montana. So Monty did Cannon. Ford. Yeah. Ford declared. Yeah, so declared. he, he yeah. has a good chance. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, so now tomorrow on our fabulous program uh because m- remember we don't have the hunting or fishing shows until march right, right. so but so the first half hour eight thirty until nine will be open
3: phones, yep, and then uh we'll have city talk from nine to ten we're going to talk about the midtown master plan and the upcoming workshop uh melanie Brock uh, she's the consultant who's shepherding the plan and Annette Marcia show from m r a uh, she'll talk about why the city's interested in Midtown. So we'll have two guests plus Ginny, and uh, yeah, it'll be a good Friday show. All right. And so we, as always, solicit
2: your phone calls uh, during these programs, uh, especially if you agree or disagree, uh, the, the reason that these folks actually come into the studio live, right, is not just to, to dispense information, but also to receive feedback mm-hmm. from you. That's the whole purpose behind City Talk and County Talk.
3: They truly, truly do, too. They don't, they don't just say that. I right. know, you know, we can say that, but they really, really do want to hear from you guys and get feedback on these things because you're the ones who it affects. And, and sometimes, sometimes the questions can be a little uncomfortable. It maybe hard to answer, and,
2: but they, they, they roll with it. And uh, if they tell you they're going to get back to you, they'll get back to you. So that's communication between our government and our people through this radio station. So have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow morning.